Well, I went to the fridge and I found a Rainier covered in tree sap. So, God damn oh, it. Why wow. are they always covered in something? Because I bring them back from camping and I don't wash them <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, I had to unstick it. It was laying on its side and I like pulled it up. I was like, oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, got a, that's a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. What's your beer covered in today? As long as it's not feces, we're good. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. And the USA. USA. Alright, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West Was just fucked. Can you put a bunch of reverb on that? I most definitely will. Okay. So, uh, if you were with us last week, uh, we were talking about riverboats, and uh, one gentleman in particular, uh, Captain Grant Marsh, who uh, is you know one of the the baddest assers, assered, asterisks, bad. He bad baddest asterisks. Baddest asterisks. He was the most bastard. No, he was a really good uh, riverboat captain. <laughs> that must have been one strong Rainier covered in pine sap. Yeah. Real good, real good. But about, anyway, yeah, uh, we're talking about the exploits of Captain Grant, Grant Marsh, um, who uh, his mo- most famous exploit uh, we have mentioned in the past, but we'll probably do it a little more detailed here. Well, up to now, it's saving those vegetables for the. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a toss up. You know, I'm sure the fucking saving the turnips and shit made national headlines, (laughs) but like, I go. I hope you guys saved all your vegetables this week because we're gonna need them for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh god, gotta have your vitamins. That's right. I'll go fucking slam a can of niblets corn next time we take a break. (laughs) Crush it on your forehead. (laughs) Yep. Shit for days. Um. But anyway, uh, Will, you want to pick us back up where we left off? Yeah, so a couple years passed without nothing too exciting happening. But 1872, the railroad gets completed to the Missouri there, and the town called Bismarck. At first it was called Edwinton. Did you know that? No. Do you give a shit? (laughs) Well, Bismarck's better. (laughs) Named after... uh, Famous rapper from the 80s. Everybody knows spring again To the girls and boys and people above This is the summer falling love Now girls, have you ever broke up with your boyfriend And you felt that the world was coming to an end? Yep. Yep. But that means more business on the upper Missouri for uh, Grant Marsh to, to do there. So, 1873, he goes to work for the Army uh, aboard the steamer Key West. Uh, he picks up General George Forsyth at Fort Abraham Lincoln there in Mandan. Yeah, you say Abe Lincoln. And they go to explore the Yellowstone. 
Yeah, Ford Abraham Lincoln is Bismarck adjacent. It's actually in, more out in Mandan on the other side of the river, but yep. Uh, We've talked about Forsyth before. I know I've uploaded his face for, to fucking Instagram. Yep, we have, and Forsyth is also, you've driven past Forsyth, Montana, which is along the Yellowstone, along I-90 yeah. corridor. Yeah. That's actually not too far from where we slept that that one night and you woke up with an and it made you eat the fucking purple coneflower oh, that gave you the drools. Yeah. You yanked the yanked the fucking weeds out of the ground and maybe chew on it and then I drooled for like an hour and you, a half. You said you had a sore mouth and did it not numb the pain. And also it make also make you drool a lot. And then you're like, What the fuck what the fuck is happening? But yeah. Just driving so, through the Midwest like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> actually it's probably how they did it back in the 1800s. Absolutely. I just, I just didn't have diarrhea. Yeah, well, or syphilis <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. All so right. they're exploring the Yellowstone River, seeing how far up they can get it. Wood <clears throat> uh, was Three actually. Fingers. Yep. Wood was hard to find on the Yellowstone because the tribes would winter over there, and their ponies would eat the bark from the trees keeping them kind of smaller. Again. Again. Uh, but buffalo and game were everywhere. Elk, uh, the Yellowstone, the Indian name for the Yellowstone was the Elk River, so there was plenty of elk at this time. Which, somewhat, still, somewhat. Mm-hmm. I almost hit a So, them. yep. Uh, most of the natural features, like the hills and most of the creeks were named by Clark in 1806, but most of the other stuff were named by Marsh and Forsyth there. So all the little knobs and hills and draws and whatever. Nice. Uh, it took seven days from Fort Buford till they could go no further, uh, about two miles from the Rosebud. Uh, they'll get past this uh, eventually, though. Uh, Reef stopped them, but it would be passable with more water in the river. Everybody Damn. was impressed that Grant made it that far without getting stuck or killed. Did you say a reef stopped him? Yep, like a, a, a an ocean reef. Uh, yeah, that's. I was <laughs> gonna say I'm calling bullshit on that. Well, the Yellowstone's a little more gravelly. It's not quite a real reef, but well, yeah, there's distinct. There's it's not, but it's not a sand. There there's a, not Missouri. a sandbar either. There's it's a, a gravel bar. Distinct lack of fucking coral. <laughs> you think? Uh, then he gets back to Yankton. There he's transporting army supplies and officers' wives up to Fort Rice. Then on to Glendive, uh, where the army was marching to, led by Colonel Custer. Yeah. Uh, then another 20 miles upstream, they camp. But during that expedition, they couldn't find the Sioux anyway. Uh, three stragglers broke away to find some water, the three army guys. But they did find the Sioux and were paint point blank shot in the face. Oh, good. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Were they? Am I? Am I fucked up? Are they? Were they still on a boat? No, they were trying to find some water on this march. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like they left the main I, column and went. gotcha. Missed missed the spot because okay. they needed some fancy water. Ooh. No, I thought they were on a boat looking for water, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, what happened? Okay. Yeah, your tracking skills are somewhat lacking if that's what's going on. Holy fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I see the confusion. So they're actually uh, surveying for the future railroad, too, at that time. They get as far as west as Pompey's pillar, Pompey. Oh, almost to Billings. Yep. Which is uh, where uh, Clark wrote his name. Right. Had some graffiti. Did some fucking tagging. Yep. 
God, that's what his name where on Pompey's pillar. Oh, what? like he carved it into the rock. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird like miniature Devil's Tower thing. It's really, I mean, you can't really miss it. But it's right down by the Yellowstone. It's actually mm-hmm. really beautiful out there. They got pretty like high uh, bluffs overlooking the Yellowstone, and then that one thing out there. And yeah, uh, Clark uh, scratched his name in there, and now they have it in a frame with like glass over it that you go check out. Yeah, and there's actual visitor center there now too that they Holy just fuck. did not too long ago. I might need to stop America. Yep. And now they're pissed when you spray paint on the side of a Starbucks. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. So 74, nothing much happens. He's going from Yankton to Bismarck to Fort Benton there. 1875 has him exploring the Yellowstone again. See if they can make it further upriver with uh, a Lieutenant Colonel Forsyth, a different Forsyth. Mm-hmm. He was head of the 7th Cavalry at the time of Wounded Knee. Uh... Yay. They also pick up General Grant's son, Frederick Dent Grant. Dent wow. is a good name. Yep. Yeah. What a beautiful boy. I will name oh, him Dent. Dent. No, you will not name him Dent. Uh, His uh, name is Frederick. Why well, I get at least get to vote on the middle name. This is my Why daughter. Are you Dent? This is my daughter, Julia Crater McGee. <laughs> so this time they're on the Josephine. That was a boat that Marsh designed and had built. Ooh. So it uh, the draft was only 20 inches with 300 ton of cargo and soldiers. That's pretty Good impressive. God. So we're talking, that's a very, uh, you know, that's a lot of the surface area. That's like a snowshoe kind of, you know, that's going to be a big, wide bastard, really. Yeah. So yeah. they make it to the Tongue River that time. That's 38 miles above the Rosebud where they had to stop before. Then onto the Bighorn River, which they'll be doing a lot pretty goddamn soon yep uh of course uh marshall writes down all the you know channels along the way too, how to get around all these obstacles and of course the army wants it so but he doesn't want to share with other boat captains because <laughs> that kind of puts them out of business right so they had to talk him into that and they actually make it up the bighorn river 12 miles jesus christ mm-hmm it's like uh, driving a semi truck up the Burke Gilman Trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burke Gilman Trail is a, uh, a bicycle trail yeah. in Seattle that goes like twenty five miles. Pro- FYI. Probably probably that. be a little scarier in the semi truck, especially for all the cyclists on the trail. Yeah. But so uh, they actually uh, Marsh makes his uh, own little scratch on Pompey's pillar there. Oh, in '75, puts still a flag it? on top of it because it's America. Oh yeah, is it? Oh shit, never noticed that. Got to check next uh, time. Yep. Uh, above uh, this point, they have more rapids, so they had to kind of spar and warp it to Pryor's Fork. Then they got to Hell Roaring Rapids. They make it through, but decide there's nothing more to be gained and turn around. That's 483 miles up the Yellowstone there, so that's pretty goddamn so they, good. God damn. They cross some rapids just to turn around and cross the rapids again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as yeah. the crow flies, not the Indians, but an actual crow, that's 60 miles away from Yellowstone National Park. 
Holy shit. Which is pretty crazy to think of because when you look at the Yellowstone, it doesn't even look like you could do a three-point turn in a fucking steamboat in there. No but, shit, right? Yeah, no shit. How the fuck do you... did? Is it like a like a light like link light rail where you can just like run to the other side of the boat and pilot it from the other side? Not exactly. Nope. I mean, like, they, the, they, like the Washington ferries, you could go in reserve. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, you could go reverse. But yeah, your pilot house is still at the front. Yeah, I don't know fucking how they did it. They had everybody get out, lift it up, turn it around. <laughs> you know, I like uh, that's the year too. Somewhere along that way, that they had um, they're delivering mail and shit. And they had like a sergeant and two privates and you know, sent them out in a skiff on the Powder River. And like the skiff like camps. I just love the fact that the army is like sending out basically guys in a shitty rowboat to deliver mail. Like three guys <laughs> in a shitty But uh, it camps, capsized and sank and then, uh, you know, had the mailbag in there. So they fished that out with boat hooks. But the sergeant got white, uh, swept away to save the privates. And then they spent all night because you know we didn't, they didn't have like lickable envelopes really back in those days, you know, like we do now. So I don't know how you'd seal your mail, but they basically wax. You get like a wax and a little stamp. Well, the crew got to spend all that night drying out all the mail and then resealing all the letters for people. So that's service with a smile. Holy right shit! Right there. So you know mm-hmm. you just spent all day driving this piece of shit, like throwing logs into fire and grasshopper over sandbars. Now you get to spend all night fucking. Babysitting people's mail, but well, maybe you're confusing this because this happened um, right before the Little Bighorn. This is all their letters back home before they all get slaughtered. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, you're you're laid right. Laid it out and dried it. Yep. Oh fuck. My neighbors in the set. Don't want to stop every mile to have your diarrhea from drinking that alkaline water? Well, fret no more with crap chips. We have taken the standard cowboy chips and paired them with a pair of adult cowboy-sized diapers. So now the only happy trail you'll be having is the road ahead, not the trail brown behind. On your brown behind. So, 76 is the army trying to get the Indians onto reservations because they want that Black Hills for the gold and all that good stuff. So, this is where Crook comes from Fetterman and Gibbons from Fort Ellis there in Bozeman. And Crook uh, was repulsed at the Battle of Rosebud. And then went he fishing wasn't repulsed for... at it. He was just kind of defeated. Yeah. Ew, Rosebud. <laughs> Well, and then went, oh, God, and then, fishing. And then went off to the fishing. Bighorns to go try to catch a fucking hundred trout a day for <laughs> six months or whatever the fuck he was doing. It's like six million trout. Uh, no, you remember that when they got beat, so he just oh, said, yeah. fuck it, I'm going camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Marsh's job to take all the uh, supplies up the river Marshes, Marshes, Marshes. <laughs> <laughs> they would meet uh, the guys from Fort Lincoln. Uh, at the Powder River Yellowstone with their supplies. Uh, this is when Marsh takes the far west, the boat. Yeah. It's not Which as is, fancy, but it could haul more freight than the Josephine. That, and it's like eastbound and down. It's it's the fucking black sunshine, like gripping the big-ass steering wheels. Knuckles went white with desire. The stern wheel of his stern wheel. <laughs> ripping up the powder like a slug from a musket. 
True Going death. six miles an hour. True death. 40 odd horsepower. Minimum performance. <laughs> Piercing the night. This is the far west. The wheel is knuckles when white with desire. So it was a little bit shorter. Didn't have a, such a large cabin, so you wouldn't have to fight the wind as much, which is fun to think of because. You know, now you could get your semi tipped over by the wind in North yeah. Dakota. But I always think my when I go through that area, I always think my alignment's gone off in my car because it's suddenly pulling me towards the ditch. But it's just the fucking wind usually. Shit, man! Even even like halfway there, uh, what we were we weren't even in fucking Idaho yet, and I let Mari drive the the van, and she was like all over the fucking road. And there's yeah. like there's like little dust devils like like kicking up on the sides of the road and shit she's like whoa tornado i'm like oh shit you need to pull over now tornado that's so awesome yeah tornado it's like uh it's like a energy drink (laughs) (laughs) mountain berry tornado uh so the far west was 190 feet long and 33 feet at the widest uh, her draft was uh, four feet six inches with a full load of 400 tons, uh, 20 inches unloaded. They could carry 30 passengers in the cabin, but that's all. 30 passengers with all the, the payload? Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to Fort Lincoln May 27th. That was 10 days after the expedition left. Libby Custer and another officer's wife begged to come along. But they didn't have enough room in the cabin for them, and basically they didn't want them to come along anyway. Sent you guys a picture of a a model of the Far West because it's easier to make out the details than it is from the photos of the actual boat. So they take on supplies there for the cavalry, 200 tons worth. Uh, They would have a draft of 30 inches then, but it could carry, basically that's half, half its tonnage it could carry. Right. Well, a lot of the tonnage on the, especially on that one, since it's such a flat, like barge-like thing, they had stowage up on the first deck, and then there was stowage underneath that deck. But you had to, like, if you were moving shit around down there, you had to crouch because it was only like, you know, yeah, it's like, like it's four like feet a, tall. Not even like a real basement. It's like the, the yeah, like a crawl space. Crawl space, yeah, yeah. Because it had. I little, just like that the. the the decks are just piled and piled and piled with, with fucking wood. wood. Well, and then you see in the back they got all those barrels and kegs and shit because you know you, mm-hmm. when you're shipping on water you want to put shit in barrels because they're water you know water totally. tight. So, but you see those two things in the front of it there, Tony. Yeah, those are the those the, are those are the spars for uh, grasshopper. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've seen these. I've seen these on in like you know photos and shit before, but I never. I just thought they were like some kind of weird masts. Didn't know. It looks like the boat has like two antenna, and then they basically like they're folded up. But when they unfold, they're like two A frames. They can just yeah use his hands to climb across. The the front of the boat looks kind of like the head of a snail, like the little eye stalks. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw this one's going up on Instagram too. Yeah, that's from the Smithsonian Institute. I kind of want that model now. (laughs) It's it's fucking cool, man. You should just get like a. You know, twenty foot reproduction of the whole thing. That's right. Just take her down my canal in front of my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burning char- Kingsford charcoal briquettes. Charlie, what are you doing? Setting up smoke signals? Funny, Wally. <laughs> no, I've been trying to get this darn charcoal to yeah. start. Well, get the edge. The edge. What? Yeah, here, catch. Get the edge. Get the Kingsford edge. So they plan to meet up by the uh, the Tongue River there. 
with everybody else, with Gibbon and Terry and... Uh, this would be the center of operations would be the boat for those couple of days there. Which is actually pretty good. Like, you know, when you're the cavalry and you're yours, used to have your center of operations be like a shitty tent and some chuck wagons and shit. Like, that's not bad kind of having a boat. So Custer pitched his tent on shore from the far west, but uh, he was on the boat almost uh, once an hour anyway. Yeah. He took along with him his brother Tom, as well uh, as Captain Keogh and Captain Yates and Lieutenant Calhoun. They were frequent visitors there. And also had with his 17-year-old nephew, Audie Reed, and younger brother, Boston. So when Custer goes to get killed, he takes the whole family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Reno finds a large Indian trail. So the three generals, Gibbon... Custer and Terry meet on the boat and strategize, strategery. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. Uh, Gibbon was going to march on the opposite side of the Yellowstone to the Bighorn, but he has to wait for the far west to ferry them across. Um, most of these uh, crossings, you know, all the stuff flows in from the south. Right. So you're a lot easier walking on the north side of things. Custer then would march overland to the Little Bighorn from the Rosebud. So the morning of June 22nd, Custer's 7th was ready to leave, some writing letters back home, which would be their last. Uh, Marsa, one of the scouts there, one of the, his old buddies, Charlie Reynolds, he had a bad hand. Somehow he fucked it up. He tried to convince him to stay on the boat, but Reynolds said, I'd waited for two years for this trip, and I'd sooner be dead than miss it. And of course, what do you think happens to him? Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, Marsh also talks a uh, young Buster, uh, Boston, not Buster, Buster. baby Buster. Buster, <laughs> B- Bus- Buster Custer. Buster Poindexter. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, Buster <laughs> Custer. Buster Custer. He almost tucks him in, out of uh, going along. But then uh, he changes his mind at the last minute. This is also where General Gibbon says to Custer, Now, Custer, don't be greedy and wait for us. Custer said, No, I will not, motherfucker. That's right. And turns his back and off into the sunset. Whenever you said Colonel Gibbon, I always think of like, there's just a like a like, gi- like a Gibbon, yeah, yeah like, like an ape that they <laughs> that they gave a rank to for some reason. I'll see if I can like <laughs> Custer, don't be greedy. I'll see if I can photoshop, photo, photoshop that up. Just you know, give it give it in a cavalry hat with a 1800s mustache. <laughs> this is the time where the uh, they take the skiff and then they the three guys drown with the mail. This made Marsh Layton to getting the Gibbons troop across the to the Bighorn there. Then General Terry requests the Far West go up the Bighorn as much as possible to be closer to the troops. This is kind of a fucked up, uh, you know, the Bighorn is not a very big river. Well, this is some Apocalypse Now shit happening, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine because it's 30 feet across and <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that river being much... <laughs> wider than that. Yep. Yellowstone is sketchy enough, but yep. Wait, what? What time of crazy. year was it? June. It, it must have July. been like. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So it's like probably the widest it's ever going to get. Yeah, because after yeah. this, it starts to go down quite a bit. Yeah. 
right off the bat, the far west runs into shallow rapids. They had to get out the rope and tie it to a tree and kind of inch ahead there. Uh, once over it, it was just a few hundred yards of smooth sailing before they had to repeat the process. So basically, they do that all day and make it about 25 miles, though, which is Jesus, that's pretty, pretty fucking good. good. Doing that all day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. They thought this was about as far as the boat would go, but Terry ordered them to the junction of the Little and Bighorn, Bighorn Rivers, Big Bighorn. The Little Horn and Bighorn Rivers, right? Little, little, yep. little, the little, little, little Bighorn and the Big Bighorn Rivers. <laughs> yep. Okay, got it. Badass to bad pirate. Bad pilot ass, like at the beginning. So by afternoon the next day, they reached the junction, or at least Marsh thought they did. But Captain Baker of the Baker Massacre argued that it wasn't, so they went a little bit further up (laughs) till the channel was too shallow. But Marsh kind of lies and tells him that it's too shallow because he wanted to go back to the real spot, uh, which was about 15 miles behind him. (laughs) And Marsh was right, so they, they hang out there. Actually, they hang out about 15 miles from the junction. I want the Baker Massacre to happen here. Yeah. No, the Baker Massacre will happen somewhere else. I'm sorry, Mr. me. You're telling me the cavalryman doesn't know the river as good as the riverboat captain? Shocking. Yep. So they kind of wait there and fish. Then an Indian rides up. Uh, They figured out he was a friendly crow. Uh, He's trying to... uh, pantomime because nobody on board can speak crow and the indian doesn't speak english but he's <laughs> no. kind of frantic licorice licorice oh no 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 okay lights 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 oh uh, uh, uh sounds like sounds like uh sounds like uh, uh horse head, sounds like horse horse head horse head horse licorice head lighted horse licorice cantilever fuck exactly and then seven other horses disappeared Mm-hmm. No, I don't think this that's what he is. Yeah, yeah this ahead. guy is named Curly. Yep, he's a scout. Why not? Well, wait, wait. The the crow <laughs> scout was named Curly. Yeah, he's he's one of Custer's <laughs> scouts. All right. He yeah. was one of the few people to make it. Actually, he was the only besides the horse. Because Custer sent him back, or did Custer or Reno? I can't remember if he was with Custer or Reno. Actually, sent him back to go. Uh, was he the ones he sent back to send packs or whatever? Or, let me look it up. Yeah, I think so. Like, he was sent uh, away is the only reason he didn't die. Yeah. Okay, so he's pantomiming. And actually, uh, Baker gives him a pencil and paper and had him do a little uh, Pictionary until they finally figured out what happened. Oh, my God. So they just played win, lose, or draw? Mm-hmm. Yep. To the, to the death? <laughs> With Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Boy, what a tan. Say, how'd you get that wonderful bronze-colored skin? Why, with this. Holy cow, it smells good enough to drink. (laughs) That's because you can. Go ahead, try some. It's Coconut Catnap Ray Amplifier from Bronson Swagger. Wow, what is it? It's a tanning oil. A what? (laughs) Listen, when you hit the beach, apply half the bottle literally. Drink the other half, and when you wake up, you'll be the hottest body at the shore. New from Bronson Swagger comes Coconut Catnap Ray Amplifier. Absorb more rays than with just skin alone. The only bronzer that amplifies both UVA and UVB. And did I mention it's technically a scotch? Coconut Catnap Ray Amplifier is a registered trademark of Bronson Swagger. Please drink responsibly. 
They cause eczema, psoriasis, acne, rosacea, support dermatitis, cancer, and death. Foxy Swagger. It's good. Wait, Will, so he played Pictionary and then they didn't get it, so he had to ride off and get shot at by the assholes on the boat? No, uh, no on no. his mad dash, he, he got shot at. Yeah, because the, oh, gotcha. the sewer shooting at him. Because the shoe were gotcha. shooting everybody. <laughs> so they remain in place for the rest of the day because they don't know what to do. Uh, at dusk, uh, they get another uh, scout riding in from Gibbon's uh, command, conveying the news that Terry had found the battle site and everybody was either wounded or dead or a combination of. How are you a combination of? Wounded and dead. Wounded and dead. Well, you probably would be wounded first. Yeah. Oh. I would say, if you die from a wound, then you'll, you're wounded and dead. Wounded mm-hmm. and dead. Wounded, wounded and dead. And Mangled and shot and scalped and arrowed. Wounded <laughs> and dead. Circles and dope and mustard and bologna. Liquor and horse. Uh, they would have got word a little an evening earlier, but they were... Uh, upriver too far because of Baker's mistake. Um, so Terry ordered the Far West to be ready to carry back the wounded, which are mostly from Reno's command because Custer's command is wiped the fuck out. <laughs> yep. So it was slow getting the wounded back over the rough terrain. They kind of had to make their own little stretchers and stuff. Uh, Morsh ordered his men to go out and build fires along the way so they can be found in the dark. Uh, 2 a.m., the head of the column found the boat. Uh, the boat had two doctors aboard. Uh, there was 52 wounded taken on. Uh, they laid a bunch of grass on deck. Um, it's kind of heroic effort by the two doctors to soak amputate. Up the blood. <laughs> yep, amputate a bunch of stuff to save uh, lives and stuff like that. One of the doctors was actually with Reno and had to, you know, make a mad dash out of there with getting shot at and stuff. Jesus. Uh, Actually, I think they reported him trying to help a wounded guy, and one guy had to drag him away because he was getting shot at. They didn't exactly wear big red and white crosses on him back in those days. They also bring back the one survivor of Custer's group, which was who? Um, Well, Tony, take a guess. I know who it is. Wait, wait, wait. The only surviving Cal- of Custer's crew? The only surviving cavalry member, we'll call it, of Custer's crew. Oh, I am searching my memory banks. Oh, it's there's not a the Johnny Bugler, Horton he- song about him. Yep. And there's a Disney oh, There's a Disney movie about him from the 50s or 60s. Oh, they, I didn't know but that. But they call it Tonka, which the Tonka trucks are named after. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to embarrass myself. No, it, it was a it was a horse named Comanche. <laughs> Only surviving Captain Keo's horse. Yep, Captain Keo's horse. Yep. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't take a stab at that. All right, good. Yep. So he was injured. Uh, they had to get a vet <laughs> to work on him. <laughs> I love vet. In normal times, they will kill any horse for doing anything. You know, or especially if you're a mule, you're super fucked. But like, I was gonna say, if it was a mule, it would have they would have just like. Well, but since it was the only surviving member, of the, it's like, well, we better we better do the due diligence and 
Fix up oh this horse. God. Yeah, you This been... horse is a veteran. Well, and he had been shot in the ass with an arrow, so they, you know, horses <laughs> got pretty big asses. I got shot in the buttocks. Yep. <laughs> Something jumped up and bit me. That's all I have to say about that. So he lives for another 12 years. He goes with the uh, 7th Cavalry and, like, all these marches and ceremonies and stuff. The horse? And yeah. The horse does. And yeah, he, he was given up... a full military funeral. Yep, he ended up living to 21 years of age, which is old, pretty old for a horse. Not super old, but, yeah, it's pretty old, especially for What's one. that in dog years? 180, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? So Terry makes it back to the boat in the morning. He implores Marsh to use all his skill to get the wounded back as soon as possible. Uh, Marsh was kind of freaking out in the pilot house, actually, after, but uh, thinking he could not do it, but his mates reassured him and finally calmed down and said, let's get the fuck out of here. So they make it back to the Yellowstone quickly, but had to stop to ferry Gibbons' men's uh, men across to the north side again. There, 14 of the wounded were well enough to get off and remain at camp, and so did Terry. So that leaves 38 wounded back to go 700 miles back to Fort Lincoln. And this is the afternoon of July the 3rd. Yep. And this is where some goddamn eastbound and down race car shit happens. Mm-hmm. Because they gotta so, get they got they gotta get to the fireworks store before it closes so they can light them off the next day. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they got a fucking floating meat wagon and nobody nobody in the east knows of Custer's defeat yet. Nope. Oh right, I guess it wouldn't be well known yet. Since there's no telegraph and there's well not telegraph all the way out there and no trains and no yep. Uh, that's what we're calling. No, no, that's what we're calling this episode: floating meat wagon part one and part two. <laughs> Actually, one scout does make it to Bozeman and tells everybody about it before uh, Marsh makes it back to Fort Lincoln. Yeah, but that does but nobody, nobody believes him, though, for some oh. reason. Because <laughs> they're, they're all drunk. <laughs> yep. So early hours of the 4th, one soldier died, uh, Private William George, at the Powder River. So they stopped long enough to bury him, but the grave is still there today. Never trust a man with two first names. So through night and day, they make it back to Bismarck in 54 hours. Which is that pretty... is the rate, yeah, rate of 13 miles an hour, that which is was pretty, unheard of at the time. Damn, it's pretty fucking good, and especially negotiating sandbars and all that horse shit. And yeah, so that I mean, I can see them like Tokyo drifting <laughs> around, around some of these. <laughs> choo, 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 you know, somebody should make like a. Mario Kart style game where you just race steamboats slowly around sandbars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and work 12 hours to get around shallows and totally gets sunk by play the new lucky 13 tag. 13 miles an hour top speeds but yeah that must have been just you know exhilarating for the people on board anyway yeah. like, wow we're going so fast my hair yeah. is almost blowing in the wind uh, oh, believe me, it's blowing in the wind. No matter if you're at anchor, it's blowing in the wind out there. So as soon as they get into Bismarck, of course, they have to go to the newspaper and tell everybody about it. Well, and of course, he does He does the Ace Ventura parking job, you know, like, like, like a glow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then an elephant sits on his boat. 
So the newspaper reporter there in Bismarck, he, the editor of the paper, I forgot his name though, but he was supposed to go along, but he sent his other guy, and of course the other guy gets killed. Um, Wait, what? Uh, the editor? One of the, one of the newspaper guys went along with the expedition with Custer, and he was killed with Custer. Oh, to go, okay. I, th- I was, my brain was still thinking about elephants sitting on cars, and then I was like, oh, uh, they sent a, a guy to go talk to the people from the boat, and then he got killed. <laughs> they got killed like it's like uh, Captain Cook in Hawaii or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Or it's it's uh, Captain Four. Are you the editor? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to talk to the editor. No, I'm Jimmy Johnson, cub reporter from the Bismarck Tribune. Hello, Mister Crazy Horse. Can I get a couple comments from you on the ongoing state of this middle? So the poor guy at the uh, Telegraph place, he had to uh, send a message to the New York Herald which cost him $3,000 to receive because it was 15,000 words. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He didn't just send... Bah, 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 bah. Well, I, <laughs> I'm, ass- I'm assuming he sent... That. Okay, when we talked about uh, after Greasy Grass, remember when I went and pulled that, that copy of the Bismarck Tribune off the wall? Because mm-hmm. I have it hanging on my fucking wall? I'm assuming that's about that many words. He probably it's just probably dictated that. That, whole, that whole fucking article, which has the names of every dead soldier... Plus a bunch of other articles about you know how heathens be heathen and and you know yeah if you if, if you want to try to zoom in and read that shit hit our Instagram how the <laughs> West was fucked podcast on Instagram <laughs> have fun with that shit it's hard enough to read it and I have it in a fucking frame yes <laughs> you really should open that frame though there might be a like a like a map to Spanish gold. Uh, in a story, unless I unless I put a map in there because I'm the one that put it in the fucking frame. <laughs> Never know about Isn't one-eyed Willie. That convenient. Yeah. You put yeah. it in the frame. There's a chance I was had a couple beers that night and forgot, but you know, could be some camel cash left in there or something. Yeah, yeah. totally. I'm gonna buy a toaster. Oh, the best is like the uh, backpacks because, like, you're going. <laughs> camping or backpacking twenty miles with emphysema. It, yeah, no, my my dad uh, smoked Paul Malls his whole life, and so he he saved those fuckers. And like they had they had some for a short short amount of time because nobody smokes Paul Malls anymore. For a short yeah. amount of time, they had a catalog, and he he picked up a toaster that would burn the like the when you toast your toast, it would burn the Paul Mall logo into the oh. toast. Whoa! Yeah, it was fucking I was tight. Ho- I wish I still had it. <laughs> With with Paul Malls and the type of people I associate with smoking Paul Malls, I would have thought it would have been like a nickel plated Saturday Night Special, like thirty eight <laughs> revolver and a bottle of whiskey or something. <laughs> that, I mean, he would he would have loved to get that too. That's fine. <laughs> the Paul, we call this one the Smoker. It's a thirty eight caliber. <laughs> is it is it a trick lighter that looks like a gun? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> No, don't try. No, 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 it's randomly a lighter, but sometimes it's a gun. <laughs> no, it's it's got it's got two triggers, one that operates the lighter and one that operates the gun, and they are next to each other and look identical. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get the research and development team on that shit. That needs to be made staff. Uh, so at Fort Lincoln, Marsh declined seeing any of the widows. Though uh, Libby asked for him, couldn't really, uh, didn't really want to deal with like, that. I can't handle these hysterics. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. was 
probably said something very much like that. You need to finger all these chicks until they calm down. Well, this is th- this is the guy that have a drink with me or I'll break this bottle on your head. Yeah, yeah, so totally. I'm thinking the bed- bedside manner was about the same. Yeah, yeah, straight up finger all these chicks till they calm down. Then I'll talk to them. That's why you have the hand cranked um, vibrators back yeah. in the day. This is a steam and a steam uh, steam oh operator. steam powered. You yes. bet. Get the woodhawks working oh, overtime. And then it just when the when the vibrator finally stops, it just sprays steam up in yeah no. Oh, whistle, whistle blows to let you know inside. it's coming. Oh, yeah, so. okay. Whistle blows to let you know she's coming, too. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. All the way around the mountain. Uh, Bumpy road. I- that, that's a call forward. <laughs> uh, Marsh doesn't stay in Bismarck long, though. He leaves a few days later with supplies and 60 horses. Up the up to the mouth of the Bighorn again. Uh, the Little Bighorn or the Big Bighorn? Big Bighorn. Big Bighorn. You couldn't probably get him to go up the Little Bighorn anymore. He's like, nah, I know what's up there. We're done. We're done with that shit. <laughs> uh, later, they have to go back to the Powder River to load up some oats they left there. Wherein they were attacked by the Sioux. Oh, good. Oh, I thought they were going to be... But the Sioux co- were driven away. I thought they were going to be accosted by fucking uh, Wilford Brimley. No, but like, look, luckily Here's for them, at that, <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> no, but like the uh, the Sioux had, uh, you know, after uh, Battle of the Little Bighorn or Greasy Grass, whatever you want to call it, you know, that giant Sioux encampment had split off into many directions. So at least it wasn't thousands of Sioux, probably. You know, it was some, one of the smaller mm-hmm. chunks. Just a few hundred. Just a light, a light Lakotaing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like what you But they there. were driven away by a cannon. So they go back to shoveling. So they get all the shoveling done, but they send out some scouts, and one gets killed. Wait, 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 uh, wait. They're, they're getting the oats. They just had a pile of oats. They didn't have, like, bags of oats? Nope. <laughs> the fuck? Who, <laughs> let me. Okay, so there's. It's a like pile Homer of, Simpson and the sugar. Just a big mm-hmm. old pile. On a riverbank. In the wilderness, that had to be so full of like turkeys and deer and every other conceivable creature. That's why it had to be a big th- pile, so yeah, they'd know shit. there'd be enough left when they got back. Started out with twenty tons, there's only ten left, but there's a bunch of elk laying around, like all bloated and farting. Anyway, one of the scouts gets killed, and while he's dying, he asks Marsh to sell his rifle and belongings and send the money to his sister. Uh, that night, Marsh decides to have a game of poker to raise more money for her. Oh, that's uh, nice. This guy's name was Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer, like, like, like the, the TV show. Yeah, that, that's an awesome show. Please imagine my surprise when I opened my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room. And right in the center of it all was my wife. My wife, Lucy. She was wearing a strap on, and she was plowing our neighbor Bob Greenwald. And folks, I do mean right in the ass. Fastball misses. Just low. Count goes full. Three and two. Did he just say strap on? So Terry and Gibbon are out going south trying to find Crook. Uh, Marsh was left at the camp there at the Bighorn and Yellowstone just hunting because there's nothing else to do. Uh, Terry had left a Gatling gun on board that was broke. Ah. That's what One. you do is you fix the Gatling gun, and then you yes, have the far do. west with a Gatling gun. 
But uh, they aim it at a flock of wild geese <laughs> to a disastrous effect. Oh, yeah. Then on to buffalo and antelope and elk. So they're, so they're, they're just, just... What the gatling. fuck? They're just joyriding with a fucking machine, like the first machine gun? <laughs> they are yep. gat- gatling gunting. It's gatling gun hunting. Gatling gunting. I don't no. like the word gunt, honestly. I don't I don't either. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> now I was going to say, like, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. But, you know, it got worse than that really quick. So I'm over that now. Yikes. <laughs> God damn, dude. It, wonder I mean, why there were, wonder the why thing I forget no is that all these people are, like, between the ages of, like, 16 and 26. Well, Marsh wasn't at that point. He was, you know... Could you imagine old, if, the, old, but... if the three of us were all like 22 years old and we had our own boat and a Gatling gun? Oh, when I was 22, I had an M60 machine gun and a fucking like a giant 40 foot long truck. So yeah, and a and to a launch rockets and uh... yeah. Well, no, and, that's and... before I got to launch the rockets. I was hauling the ammo for the rockets back then. You all, you also had a fucking like training program that taught you how to not be a fucking dipshit. Yeah, so did the. I didn't fucking, have that. These were also army guys. Yeah, I don't trust the training program back then. Oh, they didn't fucking have. Well, they most of those guys never got to train on the Gatling gun because it was also forty five seventy, and they didn't get rifle training, so they're not going because they didn't have enough ammo. So you think they're going to load one into a fucking all their ammo to a Gatling gun and let them shoot at pumpkins? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck now, yeah, after, bitch. Bah, 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 bah. After Little Bighorn, there was probably a little more ammo kind of laying around that didn't get used i would think yeah so yeah terry and crook are out looking for them but they knew that uh eventually they'll try to head north to canada so they wanted the yellowstone patrolled and of course marsh gets to do that fucking more goddamn apocalypse now shit Mm -hmm. and guess who comes along with General Fuck. Miles. Yay. Fuck you, Superman. Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. Oh, Nelson Miles, you fucking... <laughs> play the song. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, the two become friends. <laughs> That's and, probably good. Uh, because they were uh, actually stationed close to each other quite a bit in the next couple of years. Um, oh, this is where Marsh meets one of... Uh, Crook Scouts, by the name of Buffalo Bill Cody. Yay! Who claims to get the first scalp for Custer at the Battle of Warbonnet Creek. Uh, he and Miles were put aboard the river patrol there during the late summer. There's got to be a Apocalypse Now remake with, like, yeah, Buffalo Bill, like, being, like, um... Sheen? Uh, yeah, Sheen. Charlie? Uh, no, yeah, the real Sheen. No, uh, Martin, <laughs> not his brother Joe Estevez. Nope. Star. Oh of, man, uh, dude, I've been watching a, so many he's Joe in a Estevez. Lot of bad, yeah, he's in a lot of bad fucking. I've movies. been watching so many Joe Estevez movies. Have you ever seen uh, uh Meltdown with him and Robert Zadar? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. Robert Zadar is another really good one. What's the fucking one I have that's like, I I got it and then I played it in the bar before I actually proofread watched it and it turned out to be a softcore porn with like. A few scenes in between of like exposition. Uh, I'll keep on. My brain wants to say Earth Girls are easy, but it's. I think it's called. Seems like that happens to you from time to time. It's like, 
God damn it. What the fuck it's is like, it? Mm. It's got... No, no. This movie's fantastic. It has like all the, the famous adjacent people. It's Joe Estevez. It's uh, uh, Jackie oh. Stallone, which is uh, oh. Sylvester Stallone's mom. Um, it has... got the Swayze brother? Yeah, it's got, it's got Patrick Swayze's brother, Don Swayze, who looks like Patrick Swayze, but owns a meth lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. Oh, Burt Ward is in it. Burt Ward is the... Uh, Robin from the original Batman's series from the '60s, and there's somebody else. Oh, uh, Joey Travolta, which is John Travolta's brother. Wow! What wow. the fuck is this That's movie a- called? Uh, keep going. I'll, I'll interrupt you in a second. Okay. So this is getting late in the summer, but other ships were getting stuck and couldn't deal with the low water. But Marsh was going wherever he wanted because he's kick ass. He keeps patrolling with Miles. Uh, middle of September, Marsh finally goes back to Bismarck, not wanting his boat stuck in low water. But when he gets back, he sent out again, this time for a peace uh, offering to buy the Black Hills, basically getting signatures from the guys on the reservation who have nothing to do with right. any of this other stuff. It's part of the uh, reason why the Lakota have still never like, taken the money that I think that was put up for that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the head of the commission was George Manypenny. 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 Is he a fucking Batman villain or Manypenny? No, he's uh, oh, he's, yeah. the, he's the lady oh, that gives Double O Seven all his uh, stuff. Our old Miss Manypenny. From Brownson Swagger comes Buffalo Chips, the new potato chip with the taste of buffalo wings and bison dung. You'll enjoy these earthly flavors, first adopted by our Native American brethren at the Great Sioux Uprising. So try some buffalo chips today. Let them eat grass or buffalo chips. Now when I've been out on the range roping and groping beeves all day, it works up a powerful hunger. That big old sun comes shining down sure does zap your energy. When high noon strikes, I reach for Mesquite O's smoky barbecue flavored energy snacks. Made with wholesome extruded corn, flavored with our exciting new liquid smoke technology and a proprietary energy blend made with caffeine, nicotine, and the highest fructose corn syrup legally allowed by the United States of America. These babies are baked, not fried, so you can leave the guilt by the wayside. And their signature O shape makes them as easy to hang on to as the ring and the nose of Betsy the Bowl here. What do you say, Betsy? How about we crack open another bag of them Mesquite O's energy snacks? Now a real man loves to work with his hands and he run out of gas with his favorite smoky snacks. Energy for days so he can still get paid to board his little wife before she starts a fight. Mesquite O's are for you. Mesquite O's, a Bronson Swagger company. I just also found a Donald Trump Donald Trump crew neck sweatshirt with a shirtless man boob Donald Trump on it. I'm going to send you that for okay. sure. Because <laughs> that's that's not what I thought I'd get when I googled chicken balloon for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Fuck you, dude! <laughs> what the fuck? It's what came up, man. I don't know. 
that's that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's wearing a watch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always good to know what time it is when you have fucking silver dollar pancake nipples. Ooh, that's a good deal. What, what kind of occasion? Twenty six. What kind of occasion would you wear that at? Uh, job interviews, mostly. Wedding or something? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? Uh, Marsh gets a new boat in 77. The Far West goes on runs in the lower Missouri and sinks in 1883, so it's at the bottom of the river somewhere down there. That makes me so fucking sad. Like, I, I, I kind of felt like they were developing this kind of Michael Knight and Kit kind of, you know, man and machine symbiosis. You know, like, go down with the ship, but, yeah, just, oh, no, lo- no loyalty, Captain Marsh. Nope. It's America. Yeah. Everyone you know, for themselves. You know, if he would have been driving it, that thing would still be around today. Some <laughs> and so would he. fucking, you because know, it would be haunted. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 1877, he has a new boat called the Rosebud. Uh, he was bringing her to Bismarck, and he meets up with General Sherman on a tour of military posts. So oh, shit. He takes him up to Stevenson and Buford and then the Tongue River Contomit there in Miles City. Uh, you. Then up to the Bighorn, where Fort Custer was being built. Um, that's where General Sherman gets off to check out the battlefield, and they're finally getting around to bury the bodies about a year later. <laughs> Jesus. Are there any bodies left to bury? There's things. I mean, they're, they're around. They're not all in, like, you'd find a body scattered over. I was going to say, it'd be a little easier of, just to let nature take its course. And I'm, I'm thinking you're not going to have a lot of, find a lot of, like, the finger bones and shit, but, you know, there'll be a femur and a skull and, you know, <laughs> with a few teeth, teeth scratches from the old coyotes and stuff on it. We may have yeah, covered yeah, yeah. this. We may have covered this, but I can't remember. Is is Fort um, uh, 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 what's the guy that we just talked about? The guy that lost the little bighorn. Well, oh, Custer. Custer. Fort Custer still around? I don't know. I don't think so because it's probably on Crowland. Probably. <laughs> oh hell yeah, good. Uh the Michigan National Guard has a Fort Custer, but it's not. That same one because it's in Michigan. I was going to say in so. Michigan, yeah. So no. <laughs> Did you know there was a huge naval base on uh, Lake Ponderoy there? On Lake Ponderoy, no. But I know yeah. there's a big one down in the Nevada desert. Yeah, it's. They had subs in there and everything. Holy shit! Sub well, training. Well, yeah, they have undersea naval warfare center. Some fucking where in Nevada? In Nevada? Yeah. I think it's a secret I, underground I, I th- canal that goes to the Pacific. Well, it's the it's the uh, fucking Ogallala Aquifer. You know, there's like boomer subs down the Ogallala Aquifer floating around. For real? No. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the Ogallala Aquifer is, it's pretty much the underground uh, water source that makes the Great Plains habitable and well, at least uh, farmable in a lot of cases because that's where a lot of the groundwater comes from and like. The Dakotas and Kansas and Nebraska. And we're slowly polluting it with fracking water, but, you know, whatever. It's only essential. Slowly? This is America. Cool. We can pollute it faster than that. Uh, yeah. Get some radium in there, too. And a lot yeah. of cases, you, using it up faster than it can be replenished, but whatever. You know. 
Anyway. Uh, so basically that year after the little bighorn, he's just ferrying goods back and forth on the Yellowstone there, trying to keep the troops uh, fed and all that good stuff. Fresh vegetables, probably. More turnips. Spring of 79, the railroad got back to building from Bismarck. Uh, the next couple of years are pretty uneventful. Marsh did buy his own boat, but had somebody else pilot it. 1881, he got to bring down upper reservation Indians downriver to lower reservations. Along the way, they run into a guy named Paul Boyton. He was a showman and a long-distance swimmer who swam from St. Louis to Glendive. What? (laughs) Exactly. Not in one one fell. He got out to camp and shit. Uh, He he would, uh, like, lay on his back and propel himself with a paddle. And then tied to like a boat behind him with all his stuff in there. Well, yeah, but okay, if you're sleeping while you're swimming up the fucking river, every time you go to sleep, you're going to go 30 miles back down the river. What's this guy called? Paul Boyton. B O Y T O N. He had to get out to sleep and shit. Well, I'm sure he did. But. Oh, I thought you meant like without leaving the fucking river. You know, like when oh, you well, swing across, like, swing across the English channel and shit which is nowhere near as far as what you're talking about anyway but yeah then it got his dick uh, bit off by a snapping turtle probably <laughs> uh spring 82 he gets to take sitting bull from fort buford to fort yates gets to hang out with sitting bull uh sitting bull is kind of selling his autograph to visitors along the stops there uh sitting bull wants to buy a pipe that was given to marsh but Marsh, as it was a gift, didn't want to part with it. Said he'd sell it for 50 bucks. Sitting Bull said that was too much money, man. Marsh said, well, he kept me scared for 20 years out on the Yellowstone there. He ought to give me something for it. And, of course, Sitting Bull goes, I did not come to your land to scare you. If you had come to my land, I wouldn't have been scared. <laughs> or you wouldn't have been scared. So Marsh couldn't argue with that, so he kind of just gives him the pipe. Fucking A, Fair. man. Fair enough, Sitting Bull. After dropping off Sitting Bull, he returns to Bismarck, where somebody offers to buy his boat for a handsome profit, so he moves to Memphis, Tennessee. Starts playing guitar f- and starts a band. And doing mm-hmm. shit like being able to shit indoors and not freeze his dick off every winter. Uh, he operates a ferry boat there in 84 and 85, and then a tow boat between St. Louis and Cairo. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I was like, that's a long haul. Well, I wouldn't put it past this fucking guy at this point. I'm kind of disappointed. That must have been so fucking boring. Or maybe a relief to be a ferry captain for a little while after all this goddamn up-the-river shit. Like, you're just going boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 from one side to the other. No, he's probably the guy day. that was like, you never believe what I see, yeah. brother. And people yeah. are just like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's just Dude. sitting up in the wheelhouse, like sharpening a knife and drinking whiskey. And- yeah. Uh, 1902, uh, William Washburn starts his own town there and uh, plants I'm, a coal I mine. think I'm going to start a town. No. Well, William what do you guys Washburn think about that? did. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and guess what it's called? Washburn. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every town in North Dakota is named after 
like literally just some a white person. guy. Yeah, either it's either a person or a town in uh, Germany or Ireland in a lot, of, or in one case I think Scotland. But yeah, so Washburn gets uh, marched to be his boat camp and running back and forth and uh, on the Missouri there. 1906, his wife dies. Aww. Uh Though he made lots of money during his lifetime, he dies almost broke in 1916. That's how you so do he, it. It's because he keeps mm-hmm. on buying steamboats. <laughs> you know, December. Yep, December 1943, the SS Grant P. Marsh Liberty Ship was launched. Uh, 65, the Grant Marsh Bridge was completed on I-94 in Bismarck there. Yep, I'm driven across that. And uh, overlooking the river in Yankton is a life-size statue of Marsh. That and I didn't is, know. Yep, and huh. he's buried in St. Mary's Cemetery there in Bismarck. What's What's odd to me is I don't remember seeing a fucking thing about this guy in the Heritage Center, and it feels like a guy that should definitely be in there. I'm gonna, I haven't been to that in a long time, though. They've really upped their dinosaur game, I'll put it that way. But, uh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. But I'm going to, I'm gonna next time I go in there, I'm going to raise a stink. Go do like a protest, just in the lobby underneath the mastodon. <laughs> One man protest. Yep, that's all you can do in North Dakota, or so they call the bikers to beat you up. Mm. Well, do you hear like they uh, a few months back? You know the Dickinson Mall. Apparently, somebody was telling me about that. Like there was a you know a couple college kids like gathered around doing like a little protest thing, and then like the entire mall, like the bikers surrounded it to protect the mall. From the Antifa Super Soldiers. <laughs> Protect st- the mall at all costs. <laughs> yep. I am still waiting for those Antifa Super Soldiers. Yeah. Because now, any, me- any profa, I mean, or what would you call profa? Fascist. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them around, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, it, like, it's not a bad idea, no matter who you think is coming to Dickinson, because the mall, I think, is the second biggest supply of guns in town other than maybe runnings because there's a gun store in the mall because that happens a lot in North Dakota. That's a thing I sure, sure. I, I got, I was used to growing up and then you go out to a mall here, you're, you're not finding a gun store in it. <laughs> you're lucky if you even get sunglasses but, at the mall. Yeah, I, well, I'm thinking like, yeah, every, every mall I've been in in North Dakota I think has at least one store that sells some kind of gun at least. Uh, out here it's yeah. normally like... Like we do the commercials, normally it's like blades. It's it's like, you know, D oh, yeah. D and D swords or knives, like or... like larping mall ninja yeah. shit. Like totally. basically the mall ninja stores. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Macy does. Macy's doesn't have a gun section. Not anymore. No. To say. But that's that's the thing is it's not like these are just full on. Gu- well, in the case of um, yeah, JC Penny the, got rid of their fucking gun section too. The one up north in got rid of it. The one up north in Bismarck, it's just a gun store. Most of the rest of them are like full-on sporting goods stores, so it's not like just a fucking wall of guns. You can get basketball equipment and no, you can also get a baseball bat r- and rafts. A, yeah, and an axe, baseball yeah. bat, an axe, jo- and a shotgun, jo- jock straps, fucking all, all de- of the horror de- movie du- stuff, duck decoys, um, Yeti cups. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so I think uh, yeah, that was that was Grant Marsh, uh, badass riverboat captain. That actually uh, that was I didn't get to read the full on book that Will did, so there was a lot of neat little shit I didn't realize happened with that guy. But yeah, and I don't know how to read, so I didn't know any of that shit <laughs> at 
at all. But I'm just picturing, you know, driving a big-ass wooden boat that, like, what do you say, will top speed about 16 miles an hour? 13. Yeah, that was the... 13? Yeah, 13. That was the record going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But in a channel of water that's barely as wide as the boat you're on that you can literally, like, wade across if you want to with people shooting at you the whole fucking time, that's, that's some shit. Uh, I don't think... Um, I'm glad that we're paying tribute to at least this specific guy and, by extension, a lot of these other riverboat captains up on the Missouri because I don't think people think about that a lot. Because, um, of course, with the, with the coming of the... Uh, with the, when the trains went basically where the riverboats used to go, riverboat shit dried up. Because why the fuck would you put up with having a grasshopper over sandbars and all that shit when you just load shit on a train? Yep. But until that happened, that was the lifeline to get everything across. Also, in my ancillary shit where we were looking up Comanche, there's been some more information put out uh, about him since, you know, I first studied him when I was a little kid. So we might have to do a whole episode on, like, not just Comanche, but, like, uh, animals. And we can do some Comanche myth-busting later, too. Sweet. That sounds fucking tight. Yeah. And also be horrified at what happened to his remains. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. This is the least horrified I've been in a while. I'm excited. That Donald Trump sweatshirt is horrifying. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm pretty horrified at the moment. I am screen sharing a photo that I will ruin your day with. I know that's not really his body, but that, that body well is be. in a lot better shape than his real body. Yeah, no well, I, think, yeah, totally. I think it's I think it's actually probably Ted Cruz's body. <laughs> According to at least Eric from the internet, because those nips look like they come off. Pepperonis on there. Yeah, I'm sure glad I wasn't the one that got got tasked to uh, create that image. That's some Photoshop. That's haunted Photoshopping right there. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you'll you'll be haunted for the rest of your life if you make that. Hey man, uh, like you said, speaking of I haunted do, Photoshop, I, I googled fucking balloon chicken, and that's what popped up. So <laughs> don't blame me. Speaking of haunted Photoshopping, uh, we have T-shirts available at T Public T E P U B L I C. I think I spelled that right. Um, Slash, you might have said T public. I'm not sure. It's actually it's actually findable in T public now. So if you go to tpublic.com yeah. and then Google how the West is fucked podcast, you can buy shit from us uh, yep. if you so feel necessary. But you don't have to. Yep, you don't have to. It's all right. We're giving you the option. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fucking fine. I don't care. Now, what, anybody got anything else pertinent? No. Because no. I've been, I spent all day on the side of a mountain, and I want to go wash my ass and clean these mushrooms that I dug out of the dirt. I know that song. Yeah. At least I didn't <laughs> dig the mushrooms out of my ass. You sure? <laughs> Not yet. That's why we didn't got to take the shower. That yeah. hasn't happened yet. Probably find some more mushrooms and take the shower. Well, that's what I'm saying. Will you guys just let Bo take a shower already? Yep. Well, we're going to live stream that in a second. Yep. Uh, stick around for our our uh, Twitch stream. Bo taking a shower. Yeah. He looks it's, just as sexy as he sounds. You get to see what, what I scrub my back with. And whatever, you, and whatever you're thinking. A hatchet? It's, it's wrong. Yeah. 
You fa- you found a porcupine. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> porcupine on a stick. Yep. <laughs> Ultimate loofah. I don't know. If you guys got nothing else, let's go out and hail a gunfire. Okay. Bye. All right. And I'll definitely edit this out right here. Okay. This. this. Edit edit this. I'm pointing this to This has been edited crotch. out. If you're hearing this, you have stolen it. Yeah. And you will be found and prosecuted to the maximum extent of the law. <laughs>